Hey, everybody, I hope you're doing okay with all this sheltering in place and staying at home and, and not showering <laughs> as often as you normally do. Uh, it's a tough and tricky time. And here at Stereo Embers, the podcast, our goal is to keep you occupied and to take your mind off the end of the world. So this is our second episode of the week. It's a good one. It's a chat with Owen Weiss, who is a fan favorite as well as a great friend of mine and the podcast. Um, as you know, Owen played guitar for Echo and the Bunnymen, and he sang for Star Club, and now he's in Thailand, and he's working on new music and living his life. He appears regularly on Stereo Embers, the podcast, and on his last appearance, we were talking about April 4th. Why? Well, because that was the day that Donald Trump was suggesting COVID-19 would have come and gone. Well, it didn't go anywhere. It dug in. And Owen and I thought we would survey the pandemic landscape and look ahead to the future. It's a great chat. It's wild, discursive, entertaining, uh, profanity-fueled, and dare I say, prophetic. Spoiler alert, things don't look good. So (laughs) enjoy this conversation about, well, about the end of the world, right here on Stereo Embers, the podcast. We're really fucked. Yeah? Yeah, we're really fucked. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a weird position to be in, in Thailand at the minute because in terms of uh, infections and deaths, it's really fucking low. Uh, you have to remember that we were the first country to get this disease after China, right? That's right. Um, and our deaths... I'm not sure of the exact figure. I really should have pulled this up. Sean says we're going to fucking talk about it. And I knew that for a whole week. Um, <laughs> Here, I'll look it up right now. We're looking for uh, coronavirus deaths in Thailand, right? Yeah. I think it's like 15 or something, maybe. Incredible. Um, and let's see right now. We're going to do it in real time. April 4th, as of today, uh, Thailand reports uh, 103 new coronavirus cases but and four new deaths total cases at 1978 total deaths at so let's see it says here according to this that there's about 2000 cases but fatalities 19 right okay so my guess of 15 wasn't too bad no no you were right yeah which is weird so um a couple of reasons for that uh the first one which which is uh, inarguable is that the government testing is appalling. Like they've tested almost nobody, like 2,000 people or something crazy. And they've tested, how many people have died? Okay, so they've tested 19 people. I'm, I'm joking about it, but it's, it's been, the testing has been terrible compared to uh, uh, equivalent countries in the region. Um, and I think that's a mixture of incompetence and also in order to ma- massage the figures and make them look better. Um, so I don't think we should read too much into the figures that we've got because, okay. of course, you know, the, the, the less testing you do, the, the worse your, your data will be. Um, having said that, uh, it does seem to be a trend that in this part of the world, the virus has not been as vicious 
it's not killed as many people, the infection rate is lower. Yeah. Um, if, if you look at this, I was looking at a couple of graphs as well, which of course it's absolutely pointless to, uh, to, to share on a, on a podcast, but looking at the graphs of infection, um, Thailand has kind of kept a fairly steady line and the US in particular and the UK and it just went fucking mad. It went from zero to a trillion billion in you know a day. Yeah. Um, and that hasn't happened here. It also hasn't happened in any of the other Southeast Asian countries that I'm aware of, not to the same extent. Um, and people are it's so, so it's it's clearly not to do with the government response because the government responses in the countries have all been different. So uh, it does tend to suggest that it might have something to do with the climate. Um, and yeah. also the fact that, again, this is, I'm, I'm speaking for Thailand and I, I don't know about other South, Southeast Asian countries, but um, in Thailand, for instance, you know, public displays of affection, kissing, shaking hands, all these things are not common. Um, people don't, they don't do that. They, I mean, you know, it's not France, you don't kiss each other on the cheek, it's not Italy, you don't hug, it's not the UK and 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 uh, the US where you shake hands. Yeah. Uh, people, they, they do the, the little bow. Um, and yeah, so there's, there's much less physical contact anyway. So I think that's probably been a factor. Um, People have been wearing masks since before this happened anyway, just because the air is so fucking toxic. People are used to wearing masks. Um, they're also used to using masks when they get sick anyway, just for colds. It's just okay. it's a cultural thing. Not just in in, uh, in Thailand, but in Asia, Southeast Asia generally. Um, Did you start doing you know, that when you got there? Did you adopt that, that sort of cultural idea of wear, wearing a mask a lot because of pollution, because of whatever. Were you doing that too? Yeah, I had I had a mask, um, and I was yeah I was wearing it just because walking around you would just feel terrible. You know, half an hour into it or a couple of minutes into it, your lungs would be burning with all the shit that's in the air. Yeah, uh, it's it's something I just hadn't really experienced that level of pollution before walking out from the, the road that I live on onto the main road and suddenly, fuck, Jesus Christ, it's terrible. Um, so, yeah, I had a mask before any of this stuff happened, thank God, because uh, you can't get them now. Yeah. Or it's very difficult to get them, the, the, the good ones with the filters in. Um, last time we did this, I think I, I modelled it for you. It looked um, good. Yeah, the, the, the road warrior. Look. Yeah, it was good. Um, but yeah. it's got a little, um, it's got a little breathing hole thing with a rechargeable, not rechargeable, removable, reusable, not, no, no, Owen, what the fuck? It's not reusable. It's disposable. You can't <laughs> fucking, yeah. Yeah. For those of you at home, don't reuse it. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't listen to anything I say until the end of, um, just Alex, just edit all the stuff that I say <laughs> into things that make sense, please. I actually, I got so many comments about what you said at the end of our show last time where everyone thought that I, they were, it was a spoiler. Here's a spoiler alert for those who haven't heard it. Everyone was expecting you to be the darker half of the mm -hmm. conversation. And yeah, I ended up being that asshole. In the end, you said people, humanity it has worked because people work together. Mm. And so that was a very optimistic thing that you said. And, and I, I came across as the, as the ogre. 
Yeah, it was a nice change for me. It was, uh, it was nice. Nice. Yeah, that's like the first time in 50 years that well, I've been able to enjoy that position. Can we um, expect more of that from you or, or now that things have changed? Even now the more? well is run fucking dry. Fuck that shit. <laughs> I'm, I'm right. joking a little bit. Actually, I think another reason why um, the infection has thus far spread more slowly here is there is more of a sense of uh, communal duty than there is in the more individualistic West, especially the, the Anglo countries. You know, it's like, fuck you, don't tell me what to do, I'll go where I like. Yeah. Um, and over here, people are much more used to following orders, you know, and, um, and following social norms. So whilst you do tend to see people still not wearing masks, it's, uh, they're doing it and they're not doing it because they've been I'm not sure there's an edict to wear masks. Then maybe there is, um, but even if there wasn't, there wouldn't be as much need for them as there would be in, say, the US or the UK. Um, so the reason I'm saying all that is that is, is it, it's supposed to connect to the cooperation thing that I was uh, saying last time. You know, the positive cooperation. Yeah. Uh, you know, when people do cooperate, as is clearly shown, then the, the virus is not neutralized but slowed and weakened um so whilst i'm not as optimistic as i was last time i don't think either of us are after what we've seen um i still think the point stands that you know when we cooperate as a species it's better than, yeah. than when we don't i mean it's, that sounds idiotically obvious to say but uh but when we do that when we do work as a team across countries within communities and within families, it works. And when we operate as individuals, it doesn't fucking work. And what I'm hoping is that <clears throat> if anything comes up, that wasn't a COVID cough, by the way. That was just, uh, that was a, I don't know what that was. Um, I'm hoping that by the end of this, some lessons have been learned and people realize. I'm, I'm hoping that this is like sort of the, what we've seen as the apex of the, America first, Brexity, let's fuck everyone else and concentrate on ourselves view that, that's become popular over the last couple of years or so. I'm hoping we've seen like the, the peak of that and, and we're flattening the curve now. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and hopefully people have realised, they've been made, shown to realise, forced to realise that being anti-science, uh, being anti-cooperation, being protectionist, uh, is not good. Um, we've had, we've had to accept help from other countries, even when we don't want to, even when we've had to lose face. In fact, in in the UK, there's an absolutely disgusting story uh, that the EU had offered us ventilators, and our government had rejected the offer of those ventilators um, because. The official story was that they, they'd missed the email or some, just the most pitiful <laughs> fucking on. excuse that I know that like, like a child would give if they hadn't done their homework. I mean, it was, it was just laughable. Um, but of course, the reason is that for the ideologues in charge, having been seen to take assistance from the EU would undermine their bullshit narrative that, that the UK 
stands alone and, and doesn't need any outside help, which is what's been driving all this nationalist shit for fucking the last how many years? Four or five years, whatever. Yeah. Um, and and to see it coalesce down in, into that into that very obvious uh, and despicable action, it is. I think it's a real distillation of, of how evil and, and unproductive um, isolationism and nationalism is. And you've, you've literally got people dying now because politicians can't be seen to take uh, help and assistance from allied friendly countries. Right. You know, it's not even as if we're at fucking war with the EU. You know, these are our, our in fact, we're still in the EU, but it's like, no, 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 we can't take them because that would, that would make me, Michael Gove look stupid so someone's gonna have to die so that doesn't happen I mean that that's where we're at so fuck that guy and yeah and fuck all I mean that that's that's not okay um I thought I was pissed off about Brexit before but but when it when it becomes this stark I think that uh <clears throat> again not COVID uh I think that <laughs> All but the, the but the most terminally stupid and and racist might start to have second thoughts about the wisdom of uh, you know a sort of nationalist America first Britain first agenda. Um, you know when they start losing their family members. And, yeah. You know, I think. Hang on a minute. Maybe was was that a good idea to 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 burn all our bridges and tell all our allies to go fuck themselves? Was that the smartest thing we could have done? No. Uh, yeah, I'm guessing though they might change their mind about that. Are you, are you um, grateful that you are in Thailand and not home in the UK right uh, now? That's a really good question. Um, it's on the one hand very much, so on the other hand, really not at all. Um, I mean, I'm trying to unpack that a little bit. On the one hand, obviously yes, because as I said at the top of the show, the infections and and deaths are much much lower here than they are in the UK, right? Um, so the chances statistically of getting sick here are much much less. People are following social distancing rules better in general. Um, there doesn't seem to be the sense of panic and there definitely hasn't been the same disruption to supply uh, in terms of, of medical facilities and food that there's been in the UK. So yes, on that front, it's better. On the other front, um, you know, let's not forget that Thailand is a military dictatorship. And uh, if you do break the curfew, the, the punishment here is two years in the Thai jail. Whereas I don't know what it is in England, but it's not fucking that. Do you know what I mean? Wait, so, breaking curfew meaning if you explain what that is. In, in okay, so so what what's happened is that they have imposed a nationwide curfew. Um, there's also separate. There's there's provinces in Thailand, and each province has a governor. Like states have governors in in the U.S., and they have some level of autonomy. I don't know exactly what that is. I'm not a, a, um, a real student of, of Thai politics and government, unfortunately, so I can't speak to that. But um, I know they have uh, enough autonomy for different provinces to have different curfew laws. Okay. Um, but there's, if you like, a federal law which supersedes all of them. 
um, which they can make more stringent in their province should they choose, but the federal has to be the minimum. And the, the federal one is, uh, I think it's 10 p.m. till 5 a.m. curfew. Okay. Um, actually, no, I think maybe it's nine now. Uh, because I know that the food delivery services and everything have to stop at about 8.30 to make sure all their guys get home and they're safely tucked in bed before the curfew starts. Uh, and when the curfew starts, um, if you're caught breaking it, you're in the shit. And uh, Thailand doesn't fuck about when it comes to that kind of stuff. And the the penalty is something like 40... I don't know what the the figure is but it's for for most thai people it's a fairly hefty fine or two years in jail um it might be something like four hundred thousand baht which would be like ten thousand dollars wow fifteen thousand dollar fine that's a lot or or two years in jail um you have to remember that the medium income is a lot less than fifteen thousand dollars a year here anyway um so you're going to jail so so yeah people would be going to jail i would i would not i think um i just have to uh have to liquidize every last penny to avoid that fate because i don't think i would last very long in there um because i don't have air conditioning alex in their <laughs> prisons what kind of fucking humanity is that yeah well um, now is that curfew did, was that in place because of covid or was there always a curfew no 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 it's there's not uh, it's it's purely as a result of this. Okay. Um, there's also talk of it moving to a 24/7 curfew if, in a couple of weeks, the f- the infection figures haven't slowed or there hasn't been a uh, the, the graph is looking worrying. They might impose 24/7 curfew. Now that Holy is shit. worrying. That yeah. How, that, what that, would that, that look like? Well, that would look like chaos. That that would look to me. I don't. Again, I'm not a, a student of of uh, Thai culture and history and politics, um, but from what I know, it's a country that is prone to, or at least has had, a lot of revolutions in the last few decades. Like a lot. I mean, you guys are still talking about the one that you had. We still remember the one that we had. They've had like thirty since we've both been alive. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um it's it's uh it's not unknown here put it that way for them to have uh revolutions and uprisings and i mean that's how they got the the current government in for instance and the one before that as well and the one before that uh so when you're living in a, a military dictatorship and they start talking about 24-hour curfews i mean that's that's some pretty serious news and what, obviously, you know, just think, just translating that to what that would look like in the US or the UK, it, it, it sounds pretty awful and pretty dystopian, right? Yeah. Um, and would be very bad. And of course, it, all those things that would be bad in America would be bad here. What would make it worse here is that the Thai culture um, day-to-day living is based around uh, their eating fresh food every day right so so what we tend to do in the west is we go out and we get our grocery shopping once a week right and we stick it all in the fucking massive fridge and freezer and whatever and we live off that and then we get our next groceries the week after that's that's the usual model isn't it yeah um it's it's the 
that obviously exists here to a certain extent, but also, um, especially with older people and country folk, um, the, the traditional Thai way of living is to get up in the morning, go out to the stalls, get your vegetables and your meat and your whatever, your herbs and your spices, and, and then cook fresh each day, right? As a result of that, and as a result of uh, not everyone in Thailand having lots of money, uh, that there's not people, the majority of the population isn't sitting with lots of food storage available or a culture where they're used to even using it, even if they did have it available, right? So what does that mean? Well, what that means is that people get, would starve a lot more quickly here than they would in the States or in the UK um, because the, the country isn't set up for the kind of weekly shopping, hoarding, you know, massive right. pantries full of tinned goods that it does exist, but it doesn't exist on the same scale. It's not built on that model. So when you ask me what would happen with the 24 seven lockdown, um, I, I don't know, but my guess would be that people would start to think, um, I'm starving and my kid's dying. I'm going out, you know, and if the curfew is, we got to put you all in jail, you clearly can't put everyone in jail. Um, they clearly can't kill everybody. So I don't think that's a sustainable model unless the government um, supplies food and water and some kind of living expenses for people to keep the electricity going. Um, so that's a worry here for me. Yeah. Uh, not, I mean, not, not for me personally, uh, but for, for everyone other than the, the very rich who are, as in every country, insulated from all the problems right um but uh yeah i think that this society w would would struggle very badly with, with something like that if, um there's a town called uh, pataya which is like a, a party town it's a little bit like the wild west i don't know if we talked about it before but it's um when people come think of thailand they think of many things one of the things they think of is the sex industry mm -hmm. and bar girls and go-go dancers and all this kind of stuff um never heard of that stuff yeah, well, me either, obviously. Um, I was too busy um, reading uh, books. Um, but whilst that uh, is, is uh, evident in lots of places in Thailand, especially you know, Bangkok and um, Phuket and, and, and other tourist destinations, uh, Pattaya is kind of like ground zero. It, it's fuck city. It's, like, it's kind of like a bit of a pirate town, easier to buy drugs and uh um medicines i'm going to put in in parentheses that you should really should have to have a doctor's prescription for but they're kind of okay with it you know in a way that they're not in bangkok um is it lawless that way is it, is it sort of like a lawlessness that's just sort of acknowledged yeah sort of it but but not lawless in a in a in that when you go there you feel under threat or it's not a dangerous lawlessness it's just a kind of um it's a it's a place that is built on on uh satisfying urges and and or uh tastes that that you might not find in other parts of the world and um 
it's so the entire town really is based on on tourism and a certain type of tourism takes the uh is that makes up the majority of it and that is you know sex tourism people going to get pissed up have parties get girls um get fucked up and um that town has shut down i went there actually just on the night before they started i think they just started to close everything down it might have been that actual day that they started to close stuff every time i go to pataya i go um the massages are super cheap there they're half the price of of uh, the ones in Bangkok, which are much cheaper than they are in the US and the UK anyway. So I avail myself of loads. You can just go and get, you know, like a two hour massage for like $7 or something. It's awesome. Um, so it, I, that was one of the things that I always do when I go there. Um, go and just have a bunch of massages. Um, all above board, ladies and gentlemen, no, no, no funny business. Um, the funny business ones cost more, apparently. Um, Anyway, so went there to, to buy some uh, medicines in parentheses again, and uh, everything was shut down. All of the, the massage places were shut down. They had shut down in, in Bangkok about a week previously. I wasn't sure if it was going to reach Pattaya or not, because like I said, the economy is kind of based on that. But it did, and they were starting to shut stuff down. And if you look, I put some pictures on my Facebook, actually, which you may remember seeing. Yeah. Um, of of the streets at eight o'clock at night, pretty much everywhere was closed, all the lights were off, and it's only got more pronounced since then. Um, so, uh, aside from what's happened to the people stranded there, uh, tourists and stuff, which which is a, a separate subject, but just about the infrastructure of that city, um, they're going to lose that city. It's it's going to not be able to survive as a as a, as a viable um, center of commerce at all, if they have the lockdown, um, especially if they go twenty four seven lockdown. But just even now, uh, you know, one wonders what's going to happen to that town because uh, the the people who work there in the bars and the freelancers and the you know the go go bars and the, the restaurants and all the nightlife places including the bands obviously who work there and the waitresses and everybody um these are not uh, salaried people by and large you know so it's closed down and what do you do well a lot what a lot of them did is they got on the bus and they went back to their their homes their villages in the provinces possibly carrying a shitload of COVID-19 with them. Um, but I don't see how that town gets back from this unless they open soon. So I'm sure that the, the governor and the, the politicians are struggling between the idea of we, you know, we need to try and keep a lid on the, the pandemic, but also if we close this down, not only are people going to riot and starve, but there's going to be no jobs and nothing to come back to, um, which is essentially what politicians in every country are facing right now, that balancing act, isn't it? Between right. um, do we try and protect our populace or do we try and protect our infrastructure and our economy and our um, viability? And um, the, that balancing act will be different in every country, obviously, but I think it's quite stark here. And it's particularly stark in that in that one town. 
Are you getting a sense of what the morale is like generally in Thailand, or is that too general of a question? No, it's, it's, a, it's a good question. Unfortunately, I don't really have a very good answer because I'm not plugged in to, uh, like, on Facebook, I don't have any local friends or my friends are in fact, most of my friends again parentheses are people that i've never met in real life and um right. uh, so I, I don't have any more insight than anyone would who took the time to read twitter or you know other social media outlets forums based in thailand or based around thailand um where i am it seems fine like the household that I'm living in at the moment, um, people are taking it fairly seriously, but, you know, just going about the business. Um, when I do venture out, very, very rarely, because it's hot as fuck as well right now, which sucks. Um, this is a time of year that I tend to be even more, uh, stay at home even more than normal. Um, when I do go out, it's, it's emptier, of course. Right. Lots and lots of shops here, like I said, even just where I live. Uh, massage shops, um, which one of the first things closed down, the gyms closed down, non-essential businesses, larger ones have, have shut down. But there's lots of small uh, businesses that are still open that sell. I don't even know what the fuck it is they sell. Sometimes it's, <laughs> um, you know, like plastic elephants or it might be Gaviscon or, you know, masks or fucking pork or who knows. It, they just, it's, <laughs> I don't know what these, these stores are. They just send me whatever the fuck they feel like at the time. Um, but they're open and delivery drivers are still delivering their stuff and the food stalls, a lot of them are still open in the daytime. Um, so if you go at 7-Eleven, is, is, which is ubiquitous here, as we've spoken about before, is still open in the daytime. So when I, when I venture out, it, it's quieter, yes, but, um, but there's not a sense of panic in the air, as, as far as I can um, discern. Yeah. And not being Thai and not uh, being able to speak Thai very well at all um, means that there's probably all sorts of nuances that are escaping me. But, you know, to a foreigner to a foreigner's eye it doesn't look like uh you know desperation or panic has set in how are you handling the whole because you and i both go to the gym a lot so there's mm. no gym anymore so mm. what are you doing for, because physical fitness is definitely tied into emotional fitness and emotional yeah health, right um uh. and so what are you doing to sort of scratch that itch okay well uh, obviously, you haven't been following my Facebook page because I did post something about this a I while back. I saw something, yeah. No, I know what you're doing. You're just getting me to say this so I can explain it to your listeners. You're a very smart man. Um, so what I decided to do was, okay, so I can't go out. What can I do? And I looked up uh, body weight exercises. Also, um, I found out that uh, if you get the largest water bottles that you can find with the grips on the ones that are so big they actually have hand grips yeah um you can do all sorts of exercise with those you can do you know your curls and your lateral raises and all sorts of stuff uh, and obviously it's not as good as as being able to lift proper heavy weights but you do enough sets you can keep yourself fit um i've been varying different press up routines to work different parts of the you know, upper body and chest and, and triceps and whatever. Um, again, doing a bunch of squats and lunges with the water bottles helps. Uh, 
planks. I've got, I've got an ab roller. My, yeah. So my, essentially my, my exercise kit is one cheap plastic ab roller, <laughs> a yoga mat, and two enormous bottles of water. Uh, that's it. That's, that's what I got. And, it? And, my, and my own not inconsiderable weight. Uh, but it's working. Well, it does work, but the problem is that, as, as you intimated, lack of, of physical, physical exercise can lead to uh, depression and, and low mood. And, and I found myself falling victim to that a little bit. Um, I haven't been sticking to my exercise regime as, as I should have done. There's been uh, days on end gone past where I just couldn't be asked to do anything. Um, it's passing a little bit now, but I think the the you know the first stage when everything started getting really fucking weird. Yeah, and you saw all the governments and all the societies starting to topple, and in this domino effect, it was it was it was frankly it was scary. You know, about and, three weeks that, ago is when that really started to happen. Yeah, not too long after we spoke. Right, it it, it all it all went fucking mental, and yeah. um, I think a lot of us. I'm me personally, but from, from what I can discern from what other people are saying as well, got scared and got paralyzed and got confused because you do. And when all of your patterns fall apart, whatever patterns they may be, uh, human beings thrive with, with patterns. We, that's, that's kind of how we, our brains work. We look for patterns and when they don't exist, we make them. And when those patterns break down, we, we feel, uh, confused and isolated and lost and, and frightened and paralyzed and we have to make new patterns and I think uh, that's definitely what happened to me and I'm starting to make new patterns I think everyone is starting to make new patterns now you know we're kind of starting to get used to this new reality this new normal um, so yeah I, I, I've been just pushing myself to start exercising again, it's getting a little bit easier to do so. Yeah. Because, you know, once you make your peace with, okay, this is what it is now, um, it's easier just to get on with stuff than when you're still at the what the fuck stage. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I mean, you have to innovate. So, like, my gym closed. I mean, this is such a, like, such a ridiculous complaint. But, but I, I do think that fitness is so connected to emotional health. Really that for me, it's something, it's become a, a very important part of my life for the last 30 years. So my gym closed and I went, okay, well, what I'll do is everything you said. And then I would go to the tennis courts and I do pull-ups off of the tennis court. I open the gate and do, and do pull-ups there. Right. And then they lock the tennis courts. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, now I have to innovate my, my innovation, you know, and I've right. the crazy shit I've done just to get a little bit of a workout out there um is it's nuts but it's also made me think in a way that i wasn't thinking before um like for example i'm not even sure i need a gym anymore i've i've, mm. I've been able to sort of innovate in a way where i go i'm actually doing okay without that um okay so there's that but in terms of for you um in your in your most panicked moment not your darkest mm. moment, but your panicked moment did mm. you ever think to yourself I need to get out of this country and go where? Did you have that sort of flight moment? Yeah, definitely. Oh, I've did? got it quite a few times. Yeah, I'm still getting it actually. Um, you know me that I'm I'm someone who who chafes under 
um, restrictions more than than the average person anyway. I don't like, I feel uncomfortable being stuck in one place too long. Ironically, I'm also the person who likes staying in and isolating from society quite a lot. Yeah. it, because, but it's my choice. You see, as soon as it becomes uh, imposed, uh, I, I feel very suffocated by it. Um, the idea that I can't get on a plane and fucking go somewhere, to me, is is horrifying. Where, so I think to a lot of people, it's not because they don't tend to. They go get on a plane once a year to go on their holiday, right? Um, obviously plenty of people don't do that and plenty of people are into traveling or they they travel a lot for work i'm talking about you know your average joe blow right they 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 get up they stay in their their own neighborhood and they might go on holiday i'm I'm talking about british people for instance you know you get on the plane you go to spain for two weeks or, or wherever the fuck right um so but for me that it that uh the travel ban the fact that countries around the world are ka-ching, 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 the doors were closing yeah I, I, I just felt all those fucking possibilities closing off you know and and this fucking darkness just closing in it's like fuck i'm trapped here now uh, i mean i'm i'm trapped here safely as, as safe as you can be with no fucking health insurance um and there's plenty of people who are here on holiday that are fucked they're in much much worse positions than i am they don't don't have a, a permanent residence um i touched on this before but the hotels in some of the towns are closing down and so some of them won't have anywhere to live or, or they'll have to go and stay in some government mandated facility or whatever so that must be fucking awful so i don't have that but i definitely had the sense of possibilities closing down and uh, a feeling that i wanted to get out or at least i wanted the option to get out should i want to right which is what, how I've always been, wherever the fuck I've been, yeah, right. even if it's been on tour, I, and I'm having a fantastic time. I'm like, well, I can just get off the bus anytime I want and fucking go and, you know, be a baker or whatever, if I wanted to, right? Right. Um, and, and it's the removal of those possibilities that, that, is, that I was really struggling with. In terms of my day-to-day life, apart from going to the gym and going to get a massage, it really hasn't changed that much. And I don't go out really in the evening, um, you know, I'm not a, a party person, uh, and I don't socialise that much anyway. And I didn't when I was in England, so it hasn't impacted me as much as someone who is used to getting up and, and going to work, meeting their friends down the pub after work. You know, taking the kids out to the park on the weekend. You know, going to their clubs and all the, whatever the fucking people do. I don't even know. Um, but even so. I feel a sense of uh, that my life, my my choices uh, and freedoms have been curtailed in a way that, that makes me feel uncomfortable. So that's like a emotional claustrophobia. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Um, like I was, I'd been thinking of, of leaving Thailand for a bit anyway. I'm just kind of weighing it up. Shall I do this? Where, where shall I go? Um, and now I can't. I can't go anywhere. Not that I necessarily was, but but just having that option was was important. It's always been important. Where did you want to go? Yeah. Where were you thinking a possibility was for you to go a few months ago? Peru. Peru. Really? Fancy, fancy Peru. Yeah. I always wanted to see Machu Picchu, um, if that's the correct pronunciation. Any 
Peruvians yeah. listening, sorry if I fucked that up. Other time I said, yeah, like like I fucking know that that's how you pronounce it. I was like, oh yeah, that's absolutely <laughs> correct. Well done. I don't really know. <laughs> no. Um, I don't know what your listener base is in Peru, but if we've, we've upset anyone, I apologize. Really sorry um, So yeah, I wanted to go there for a number of reasons, um, but that's, that's one that I can talk about at least. Is, okay. is I've always wanted to see uh, that place. Um, and I'd been to South America, I've been to South America on tour, but I've never been you know, not working, if you can call touring work. But with the Bunnymen, um, is that when you were there? Yeah. Um, I don't think I went with Starcup. No, I don't think we did. Um, but uh, South America is enormous. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not, I mean, Brazil is bigger than fucking Europe or something crazy like that. So, uh, so yeah, Peru, I, I, I'd fancied going to for a while. Uh, and I'd, I w- always wanted to see uh, MP. Um, since I, was, I first saw it as a kid, just thought it looked astonishing and wanted to experience what that was at least one time before I died. And that is how you pronounce that, by the way. Oh, it is? MP. Okay, excellent. MP. Fantastic. <laughs> the, all the other letters are silent, right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's the, right. Yeah, you don't, yeah. Peruvian dialect. That's right. Yeah. They, in Peru, uh, they turn words into acronyms. Fantastic. Yeah, well done. <laughs> That'd be a really easy language to learn, wouldn't it? You just have to learn the first letter of every fucking, of every word. That's right. That's right. You, so, so that was on your list. And you were thinking of going there and living there for as long as you thought, fancied. Yeah, kind of. I don't, well, maybe. I don't know. It was just, it was, you know, another Owen plan, which is, again, in parentheses when I say plan. It was just something that I'd idly speculated about which yeah. may or may not have happened depending on how i was feeling that week um could that still happen uh, well no because I, as I, I think we've just been talking about we're locked down in countries because there's a pandemic alex and if that's passed you by <laughs> yes right well i mean that if that lifts when would when would it, i know you think like that might have been <laughs> i asked some good questions that might have been the worst question but what i'm trying to get at is yeah normally you're so good at this i know i know every now and then i slip but i'm trying to figure <laughs> out that, do you think that you know by june or july you could get on a plane and go to Peru? that's what i'm trying to figure I, out okay this is a good question Thank um you. I'm back because, on. yes well done um this is this is a good question it ties back into what i was saying before about remember when we, we were talking about um pataya right yes. and how unless a decision was making to reopen no we're going to lose that shit for good in at least in its current form uh, businesses wouldn't uh, be able to reopen everyone would lose their businesses everyone would lose their jobs and it would just have to start over from scratch either rebuilding in in a similar vein or just left or rebuilding in a completely different way um, and i think that's a just a, a more stark example of what is the case pretty much everywhere um at some point unless you reopen unless the, the life has some kind of normality and we we have to connect at some point humanity still has to has to be some points of connection right yeah there have to be people going into the electricity generating stations and making sure that shit works right and there has to be people providing food and water at the very least, right? Otherwise, we, we literally all die. So, so that has to happen. So, so at, at, at some level, at least, we're okay with the fact that people are in contact with one another. It's just a question of 
of degree, isn't it, at that point? We're all agreed that we want our electricity, we want our internet, we want our food, we want our water, right? Um, and we want, uh, well, do we? I was going to say we want our governments. I think in your case, in my case, that's... that's uh, Hang on a second. A, yeah, a vexed issue, do we? Yeah. Um, but you take my point, you know, that there yeah, are certain sure. core services which we expect and we want to... to um, persist and have to persist yeah. unless it just, we turn into fucking Rick Grimes. You know what I mean? And it's just all fucked. Um, so yes, at some point it has to open. Maybe it's June, maybe it's July. I pers my personal feeling is based on nothing at all other than just a feeling um, is that countries will reopen before it's say the epidemiological word again for me. Uh, epidemiology. Thank you. Before it's that uh, uh, safe in terms of that, I think that um, that um, in terms of the science, in terms of the medicine, in terms of public health, we will be forced to reopen our countries before we've reached a point at which we're safe in parentheses yeah. again, um, because uh, we have to. And, and I'm not, you know, a fan of capitalism or, 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 you know, our system. Again, in parentheses. Sorry about the parentheses, by the way, but uh, <laughs> you're very parenthetical you know, today. Ultimately. I am, but you know, when when you when you can't be visual, you have to say this stuff. That's true. Uh, no, no one can see my facial expressions, uh, luckily, um, or any of this stuff that I'm doing. <laughs> did a parentheses there, by the way. Um, anyway, what, what are we talking about? Yeah. So we need to. We obviously. We, ha we have to, we have to. I mean, well, what's the alternative? Is that we all just fucking live in our houses forever until they find a cure, which seems to be the best estimate between 12 and 18 months. So it's just they say, yeah. But, but let me ask you this question. I know neither one of us are economic, are economists. Neither one of us are. <laughs> economists. Yeah. Yeah. Would you like me to say that one? An economist. Yeah, what an economist. Uh, neither one of us are, are economists, but here's a problem. What happens, do you think? if they reopen, let's just say they reopen in June, right? Mm -hmm. As business as usual. And then it reinfects. In other words, yes. it comes back for a terrifying sequel. Mm -hmm. Could that be more damaging than the shutdown? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, in other words, would, would a, a sort of a reprisal of a second act be more damaging than keeping things closed until it calms down? Mm, I don't think it will. Really? Uh, no, I don't think it will because if you look at the the worst, the most pessimistic projections for in, uh, infection spread and mortality, um, the the figures are horrifying. Yeah. But they're not. But they're not species ending. Okay. Um, if we, if we, and when you say they, I'm assuming you're referring to worldwide governments rather than the Thai yes. government? Yes. Okay. Yeah. okay. So if, if we as a species globally just all sit in our houses with the only thing working is electricity, food delivery, water, and internet, um, that's just not sustainable. Okay. And I think a lot of people are going to die anyway. Um, are people, well, first of all, let's just get this elephant in the room out of the way. Is people die anyway. Okay, every fucking day. Um, and because we're also focused on COVID, we're forgetting that you know millions of people 
uh, need cancer treatment, right? Millions of people need uh, to go and see the doctor about their hearts and, and, and other congenital diseases and severe diseases, acute um, medical problems. The, the <laughs> I was going to say car accidents, that's been fucking dealt with. No one can drive a car, right? You, know, but you, you, you take my point. People die anyway, right? Yeah. Even people who don't have disease are going to die of various things. <clears throat> um, so I think that at some point the, the, the maths is just going to have to come down on the side of we reopen. And whilst you're right that a second wave, which in an absence of a vaccine and a cure is... I don't see why you wouldn't why you wouldn't have a fucking second wave. Yeah, there will be one. Um, whilst that would be awful, and and potentially millions or even tens of millions of people might die, um, I think it's still preferable to the stasis, a global stasis for months or, or possibly years on end. I, I, I just can't. I don't see how that would work. I can't, I can't see how that would look. I can see how um, a raging pandemic would look, which is worse than this and lots of people dying, because we've seen what that looks like. And we can just extrapolate and, and see how it would be worse. But I, don't, I can't, in my mind, get a picture of how a world closed down for 18 months would look. I mean, we're, we are now, what, like a month into this? Yeah. And look how that looks. Yeah. People are losing their minds here in the Bay Area. I mean, if you want to buy rice and beans, good luck. They've been, they've been sold out of that for three weeks. Mm. I mean, people are going in, and it's all people who have money are going in, and they're filling their carts to the top, and they're leaving nothing behind. I mean, the shelves are bare. Um, right. they've, had, they've had a limit. Like, now for pasta, you, have, you can only buy three or four. Yeah. They're limiting things, so that's actually really helped. But the pan people are panicked. Um, for sure. And, and people in the Bay Area, which is, you know, something like the most expensive place to live, really, you know, one of the most expensive places to live on the planet, um, they, they're do, they don't like it. They're not doing a very good job of it. And no. um, we're seeing in Los Angeles, we're seeing people breach the beaches and get out there and get arrested. Um, mm. So that's only been a month. <laughs> I mean, it has, it's only really been officially like, I don't know, here in the Bay Area, a week or two of complete shutdown, um, maybe two, maybe two weeks of complete shutdown. Mm. Um, they they kind of did it partially at first, and then and then social. Yeah, sim similar here. Yeah, yeah, and it's and it's sort of like one of those things where I go, I mean, two months of this because what's happening now is that there's no sports, mm. right? There's no music, there's no movies, there's no escape from people. So domestic yeah. violence went up 240%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? uh, people are stressed, they're trapped. It's stressed, they're trapped. There's no escape. People are like, oh my God, I'm married to you? Holy fuck. Mm -hmm. Didn't realize that because I was always doing something else, mm -hmm. right? So that's how. Or the person I married who was kind of okay because they were out doing a physical job now isn't doing that. And, right. and, and their frustration and anger is, is but yeah. It, you're underfoot. And, and I think you're going to see people... Um, the suicide rate has gone up because people are so hopeless. The yeah. domestic violence rate, the uh, abusing children because the kids are home all day. And, you know, like, like I teach college, we're on Zoom. Like I, the way you and I are right now, so I do my classes. But what if, I, right. what if you're in second grade? 
you can't have a kid do a class on Zoom. So now they're just kind of bothering their parents all day. So mm. this has only been, let's just say it's been a full month and people are already kind of frayed. So to yeah. imagine it going much longer, uh, it's hard to imagine. But I also wonder if people are willing to exchange their health, uh, you know, for that. Well, I, yeah, we see what, what you're talking about there is, how can I put this? It's, it's like, it, it's, it's weighing up people's levels of enjoyment and happiness, right? I'm bored. I can't go to the beach. Um, it's frustrating living with my partner. It's all this kind of stuff. What I'm talking about is when we get past the level of annoyance or, and or, um, uh, inconvenience into there's no more food coming in you know there's no more water coming in yeah um the all the planes have been grounded for 18 months and they don't work anymore you know yeah like who's out there servicing the fucking machines who's making sure that the malls and the shops have not become infested with rats and cockroaches and fucking grass and trees and all this shit right um so the idea that we can just sort of furlough the, the world for 18 months and then come back and everything's all fucking shiny and ready to go. Even if we could survive that mentally and emotionally. Yeah. In, in terms of, of how um, the third law of thermodynamics works, um, the stuff that we come back to, unless we maintain it, it'll be fucking broken anyway. Do you know what I mean? So at some point, People, are, I think governments are going to make the, the choice that a bunch of people are going to die, but I will. Let's get on with it. We, they're going to die anyway. And if we don't do that, then civilization is going to fucking collapse. So what do we do? Do we take the hit or do we just say, fuck it and, you know, start making spears? I wonder, <laughs> I wonder how gingerly people will resurface into society like for example like say a place where you go to like do yoga they'll be coming out and and this is under the assumption that that you know some genius has come to our rescue with the virus by the way have you noticed one good thing that's come out there the anti-vaxxers have shut the fuck up haven't they haven't heard anything from them in a while hasn't that been nice yeah yeah they're about as common now as a plane in the sky uh -huh. I, I can't wait to see those motherfuckers in line to get their COVID-19 injections. And I hope they're told any, anyone that is known like Jenna McCarthy, you're at the back of the fucking queue, love. Sorry. Are, are you talking about the scientist, Jenny McCarthy? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. I know yeah. Who she is. Uh, yeah. And, and, you know, up, you look at up to date, you know, up to date numbers. I'm, you know, I'm always looking and it's like, they keep going up and can you believe what's happened to New York? That's mental. I mean, I posted a couple of pictures uh, 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 on my Facebook again. Um, and um, yeah, the difference is, is stark. In fact, on Facebook, uh, I know you saw this because you, you did a fucking hell face on there. Um, but, you know, famous landmarks and cities in the world, you know, Bangkok, London, uh, Paris, Arc de Triomphe, you know, New York City, Washington. It's fucking crazy, man. Like yeah. this... Film directors should be taking this opportunity to make a whole bunch of apocalyptic movies. They don't have to pay the charges to get people off the streets. We're all fucking gone. Yeah. This is the time to do it. Let's <laughs> get out there and make some money, right? Um, yeah. But again, I'm, we're being flippant here, but, but uh, 
we're talking about making money that I think it's another thing that's that's going to have to be looked at is if society is managing to continue for a month with no one in non-essential work doing their jobs what does that tell you well you ask a child they have a pretty good clear answer on it is that those non-essential jobs are <clears throat> non-essential yeah. right right so that might make us reassess what the fuck we're all even doing on this planet in the first place yeah and there, there's a huge reassessment of i think modern life you know um you, you sort of look around like for example i'm telling you like i don't need a gym anymore i'm, I'm gonna save money every month not uh -huh. gonna um, that's a silly thing, but, but it's, but it's true. That, that's a reassessment. I never would have thought of that. I would have thought there's no way, um, you know, the food that you buy, the people that you hang out with, the distance that you keep from certain people, um, you know, the way, the way that we sort of move around in, um, in a modern society, I think everyone's sort of looking at that now in a, in a totally different way. Um, which I think is interesting. And I think certainly isn't bad. Um, I don't, the, the thing I've noticed is there's now a level of mistrust. So if I'm walking towards somebody, I can tell people are like, that guy looks COVID-y. <laughs> I can tell. I thought it was because I was Jewish. Now I think it's because they think I'm, I think I have. You're covid -y. brilliant. New adjective. Um, but, there, but there's a general mistrust. Well, welcome to my world, man. This is how it's been for me for years. And I walk down the really? street, people just kind of recoil. Yeah. Who's that fucking horrible looking cunt? <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you, I think that people are now, and I, and I told you this last time, I'm waiting for people to turn on each other. I'm waiting for that trigger. Well, I already have, in a way, in a gentle way. You're talking about, I mean, what is filling up your basket so that no one else can eat, if not turning on one another? That's what it is. That's the beginning of it. That's, that's the sort of, the, that's the elegant way of doing it. Um, you know, the, the civilized way where no one gets, uh, people, you starve, but you don't get punched in the face. Um, but I do think civil unrest is bubbling near the surface. You know, Americans are, are you, you were here for a while. Um, Americans are are um, they can be pretty Guns. angry. They're what? Guns. Guns. You can't keep ammunition. And I'm just kidding. But no, I said they can't. So I was just kidding. Oh, so sorry. But, but 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 the no the guns thing is that is a worry. Fucking hell, what happens when? Uh, okay, uh, the other elephant in the room, and this time it is something actually looks like an elephant. Is is your esteemed president, Mr. Trump? Yeah, uh, has been actively i mean like okay you can look like you can look at the government of thailand and see that their incompetence uh has been a factor and you can look at the governments of other countries that have been a factor but but trump has taken it to a new level where he's actually actively made it worse in almost every way that you possibly can okay to the point where he's been just gaslighting all of his followers into this is a liberal hoax making them angry um I don't know if you had this in America, but I found out yesterday that uh, somehow people in the UK think that the virus is related to 5G. Yeah, I saw right? you know something about that. What does that what? actually mean? What? what the fuck is that? I mean, seriously, I still don't know. I'm waiting for someone from the UK to get back to me on that. But I don't understand. Some, some conspiracy theories... You know, 
you you know are nuts, but they have you know a certain elan or a certain bit of humour to them or a certain hook. I'm just not getting this at all. I mean, I we know that viruses are, and and sorry to patronise anyone who's listening um, who who doesn't believe these theories, but clearly some people in the UK do. But we know that viruses are organic, right? Yeah. We know that to, that telecommunications equipment is inorganic. So, so, so my my point is, how does something inorganic become organic? That is essentially the 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 foundational question. How is life created? That's the thing that everyone struggled with since the dawn of time, right? We still don't know how life's created, and suddenly the answer seems to be, well, the guys who are putting the four five G towers up have discovered how to create life from right. inanimate objects. I mean, it, it's mind-boggling. Is it that? Or is it because viruses, you can't see viruses, and you also can't see Wi-Fi signals, so they're the same? <laughs> is it that? Do you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? What actually is the, uh, what the rationale? I know rationale is completely the wrong word here, but what is the think, thinking is the wrong word. What is the... What's the meaning of it? How can someone arrive at the fact? Is it just because, is it a simple racism? Is it just, well, 5G is associated with China and the virus is associated with China, therefore they're linked? Is it just that simple? I don't know. But It's pretty batshit. When you posted it, I literally thought that was one of the most mental things I'd seen. Yeah, me too. I'm, st- I'm just like, what the fuck, guys? Come on. Yeah. Yeah, like we we didn't used to be like this. I mean, what what do we do next? Like like you know, calling out demons and curing illnesses with fucking incantations and stuff. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and this this is this is at least part due to people like fucking Donald Trump. Yeah, ero- uh, deliberately eroding people's intelligences and trust in reason and, and rationality and science. Um, I just, I don't think those kind of theories would have existed a few years ago. I just don't think that the, the ground was ripe for those seeds to fucking flourish in. Do you know what I mean? Because people right. just didn't believe in such arrant bullshit. Well, you now have permission to do stuff like that. Because <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. Right? So like, well, not permission. I mean, you're, you're literally being told to be like that by the president. Right. He is telling you to not believe the evidence of your eyes, to not trust right. what uh, what science and maths and experts in same tell you. He's telling you, don't believe them. They're all fucking lying. They're all out to get you. Only trust only me. Well, and the, the perfect example of that is the governor of Iowa, where she said, I'm not going to close down the state because I don't think that the doctors have all the facts. This is too right. Right, and it's sort of like. But the governor of Iowa does. But the is governor that what we're supposed of Iowa to infer. does. Right, it's sort of it's sort of like you know the idea of disputing, um, you know, people who have devoted their lives to medicine and science, and minimizing them by saying it's fake, it's fake. Well, look at look at. I mean, this you'll know more about this than I because you live there. But but even outside of America. Um, Dr. Anthony Fauci, is that how it's pronounced? Yeah, Fauci. He, okay, he's, he's becoming a little bit of an internet sleb. Um, and I don't mind that because what he's, he's celebrated for is just being a fucking grown-up who knows about things. Yeah. And, and it's literally that. Can you imagine, you know, five years ago, 
uh, a scientist becoming revered and 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 celebrated around the world for just not being a moron, for just being sensible. Uh, can, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like the bar has been set so fucking low now that a guy just saying something sensible and and applying reason to a problem has become, oh my God, our savior has come at last. But I think what that is, is that is, we are looking for somebody who is clear-headed and who is guiding in their, in their knowledge. You know, when right. he gets up there and says, and he said so much bullshit, I can't even begin to even break it down. But when he no, says things like, pointless. we're gonna have a lot of death, a lot of death, it's sort of like, that's not what people need to hear. We need to hear something far more commanding, something far more um, principled in terms of delivery. And so when you have experts like Fauci getting up there, I think people are flocking to them because they're thirsty for it. Mm. The other thing that's, that's refreshing about that guy is that he is clearly not fucking worried about trying to kiss Trump's ass. No, he was at first. Now he stopped. Well, I don't think he was. I don't think he was worried about kissing his ass. I think he was just worried about um, knowing his place. I, and I don't, I don't mean that in a pejorative sense, but I mean like advisor to the president, you know, an expert in this, but not yeah. the guy in charge of policy. And I think he was observing decorum, hadn't really realised what a fucking cunt, what a fucking arsehole this creature is. And now he's, I think he's come to the conclusion that I'm just going to say what I'm going to say because I have to. And, and if that upsets his feelings, well, fucking, you know, dry your tears, princess. Sorry, but when these things need to be said. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that there is enough evidence to show this, this could have been prevented, uh, at least, you know, in terms of... Um, you know, in the U.S., he just dismantling systems that were in place to sort of uh, prevent this or block it or keep it at a minimum. So, and again, not not from incompetence, but from spite. From spite, the, well, from racism. Obama set it up. Yeah. I will fucking stop it. It's it, yeah. uh, time. It really is that fucking simple and that petty. Yeah. Um, I saw something the other day that that boggled my fucking mind. Even now, even after three years of this cunt plumbing the absolute depths of what you thought. A human being could be capable of. And I use the, the term human being in its loosest possible sense, as always with that guy. Um, but in the middle of a, a press conference about, you know, the, the biggest pandemic to hit modern civilization, um, and I know I'm not forgetting 1918, but I, you know, I think our version of modernity is, is a little bit different 100 years on. Yeah. Um, He's, he just went into this thing about I'm number one on Facebook. What does that even mean? I mean, are you a fucking 13-year-old girl or are you a 70-year-old man who's in president of the United States? What is your fucking problem? What is the matter with you, you effete, fucking makeup-wearing, comb-over, fucking punts that you have to... That you have to make everything about how popular you are and you have to go on about someone was being nasty to me and asked a nasty question i'm not going to answer it because they asked it in a nasty term of voice it just fucking pisses me off you need someone in charge you need someone with balls in charge and um he's just i mean he's the worst president ever but he's definitely absolutely the worst president um in a time where you need leadership calm 
uh, rational thought, deference to uh, intellect, and someone willing to put the needs and of the country above their own. That's right. Right. He, he fails. He not only fails on all of those. He's last in the list of every single fucking person I can think of in all of those metrics. Right. When he when he won. Uh, or when he was running, I can't remember, but people would say things like, is this the person you would want in a time of an emergency? And the answer to that was obviously no. Um, and now we have one, which is really, really serious, and he's failing on every on every mark. Um, well, we had, we had, sorry to interrupt. We had no, this, no. I think we touched on it last time, but I don't think he even understands what a virus is. No. I, I, it doesn't, I don't think he even knows... He doesn't. He can't conceive of it. Like these fucking idiots in England, who who they can't see Wi-Fi and they can't see five uh, G and they can't see virus, so it's the same. I think it's like him. Well, he can't see it. He doesn't understand it. He doesn't have a concept of what a virus is. I'm not asking him to be an expert in in medicine, but this is one of the reasons why he was able to write it off for so long because he couldn't see it. Because he couldn't see it, it wasn't there. That's right. And we know we know how good he is at dismissing things that are fucking there. So, you know, something that you can't see is exponentially worse. Yeah, and it's it, and it, it clearly he's overmatched. I mean, it's it's clear for the moment, but by, by, by the foe, all of that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I'm also curious to know, because I've noticed this, is that he does a briefing every day, every day. And it turns into a kind of riffing, weird freestyle whatever right okay but they cover but every day the networks put it it's like he has a daily talk show yeah well you know why this is don't you it's because if if, if you think it's about getting information out to the public um then then we're forgetting that the last press conference by the press office was what fucking six months ago a year ago whatever compare yeah. that to all the other presidents that that we've had in the modern age it's become a you know the, the the daily press briefing by the press secretary that shit all went they were not interested at all in in press conferences right what right. this is is that he's now not allowed to go and have his rallies it's that fucking simple so what does he do he wants his audience doesn't he he wants his audience he wants people looking at him and listening to him that's what narcissists do so it's not a press conference alex at all no no. It's 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 the next best thing that he can get to the ego massaging, showing off in front of people bullshit that he's been doing his entire presidency. You know, rather than doing stuff, he would just go on a jolly to North Carolina and stand in a fucking arena full of idiots and, and talk fucking shit for a bit and get cheered. He loves that. Yeah, and his a few days ago he actually referenced the numbers. Like an eight million viewers. And that's sort of like oof. So I mean that's there that suggests a kind of um a narcissism that is quite malevolent um, it's malevolent and it's, it's also to, to, to a level of tone deafness that that is is almost impossible to to really appreciate or to take on board you know to like i said in the middle of a conference on on this incredibly serious foundational threat to civilization he's yeah. saying oh and by the way did you know i'm number one on facebook i mean who says that who, who in the world can you think of ever? Well, I mean, Hitler wouldn't have fucking said that. I don't you know? think. I don't think that he would have blamed it on the Jews, but he wouldn't have said yeah, that. Exactly. Right? <laughs> <laughs> 
I think even the even whoever is number one on Facebook doesn't say that, you know? I mean, I don't even know what that means to be number one on Facebook. Um, but I know that it's kind of that thing you and I were talking about years ago where it's like the strongest guy in the room doesn't need to tell you he's the strongest guy in the room. Right. He doesn't need to do that. He has a confidence. Yeah. So so clearly this is coming from something. And again, I it's hard. I, I resist sometimes, you know, sort of psychoanalyzing because I'm, it's not, I'm, it's out of my, I'm not, I'm not uh, qualified to do that. But you don't have to be with You don't have guy. to be. It's so blatant, you know, it's, yeah. it's absurd. Um, you don't have to be an optician to tell that someone's blind if they're walking down the street and just banging into lampposts, right? You don't have to be a trained ophthalmologist to go, I think that guy might be visually impaired. Right. Right. At a certain point, it becomes so obvious that you don't need training That's to right. know that someone is, you know, I don't need, I don't need to be a, fussy, uh, 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 a physician to tell when someone's morbidly obese, right? I right. don't need, in, in many, many cases, you do need clinical training to diagnose psychological issues, but th these are so fucking apparent that, that, you have to be an utter denial to to not see it. You don't need to be a fucking clinician. So you said you said you think we're fucked at the beginning of the show. I just want to revisit that. Come full circle. You you didn't even hesitate. Do you think, in the sense that a lot more people are going to die? Yes, uh, that's what you meant. Yeah, I think a lot of people are going to die, and I think a lot of I don't think we're going to get back to what inverted commas normal was. Uh, anytime soon if at all but i don't think it's a species ending or civilizational ending event no i don't think so either i think it will I, it will damage it and take a huge dent um out of it or put in I, it but i think it'll also potentially improve it one thing we can agree on is it will change it for sure yeah oh absolutely um I, I mean, uh, things like uh, socialist ideas, uh, Andrew Yang's, uh, you know, uh, advocacy for universal basic income, all these kind of things are starting to actually happen in reality. And people are going to go, well, 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 hang on a minute. If it works, it works, right? Why are you stopping it now? So if and when we get back to normality, I think a lot of people, I touched on this before, but, you know, your non-essential workers, we're going to have to reassess exactly what work is why are we doing it do we need to do it i mean look at the 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 improvement in climate and pollution since this has happened there's been a lot of stories a lot of photographs and uh, and videos of various uh spots around the world where pollution's almost completely gone yeah that's just after a month you know, so we show, it shows what we can do when we want to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. It shows that, I mean, Noam Chomsky said the other day, uh, I call him Noam Chomsky, we're mates, um, rather than professor, if you don't know him personally. Um, but he said that, you know, getting back to normality, the problem was that normality was, was not working. Right. The normal, normality wasn't working anyway. That's one of the reasons why we are where we are. So I think that, yes, it will be hugely damaging to the status quo and it will be hugely damaging in, in, in terms of, of lives lost and, and, uh, and suffering. But it also, we might get some good out of this. I think we have to. We have to get some good out of it. We've already had some good out of it.
Well, there you go. The straight dope about the coronavirus, uh, at least uh, at least as of now, that could all change in an hour or two. Uh, Owen Weiss, straight from Thailand, always interesting, always engaging, always funny, always smart. And uh, I always learn a lot from Owen. I hope you did, too. Stereo Embers, the podcast, is available on all podcast platforms. We are. We're everywhere now. You can't avoid us. Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Music, Target. (laughs) I don't know. Just go to the one that you always use. You'll find us there. Subscribe, tell a friend, leave a nice comment. You know the drill. Uh, You can email me, editor, at StereoEmbersMagazine.com or follow me on Twitter at EmbersEditor or follow me on Instagram at EmbersPodcast. Who knows what's going to happen next? I have no idea. I'll bring Owen Vice on again, though. I will tell you that much, and we'll check in and see where we are uh, in a couple of weeks. In the meantime, keep washing your hands. Keep social distancing. Uh, If you uh, want to be romantic with somebody, I don't know, do it over Zoom, but uh, don't be too gross, okay? All right. There'll be plenty of time. I guarantee you, you'll be together with that person sometime in September uh, of 2024. I don't know. Hang tough is all I'm saying. You're going to be fine. Just be patient, okay? All right. Let's see if we can shake this disease. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time right here on Stereo Embers, the podcast. Stand.